Welcome to the How to Win at Life podcast. My name is Toby Strong, and I'm going to give you maximum value in the shortest possible time to help you win at life. Here we go. So I'm just starting to come out of one of the most extreme and stressful periods that I've I've probably experienced in the last five years. And thought it was worth sharing with you how I managed it and what I tried and what worked and what didn't work, because some of this may help you at some period of life when you're going through a stressful time as well. So to give you a bit of context, I took on a mentor recently, which is a first for me. I'd never had one before. And now that I know what I know, I wish I'd actually done it earlier. Uh, But I, I guess I just didn't have the right person in my life. And my opinion has always been that we we don't want to take on mentors just for the sake of having a mentor and that we should really take our time to find the perfect fit, which means somebody who has already achieved specifically what we're trying to achieve and somebody who has similar values as well. And this is a little bit off topic, but something that's actually changed for me since taking on a mentor is realizing that it's okay if a mentor charges for their time. And for some reason, I always resisted against this previous to having a mentor because I just felt like this relationship shouldn't be transactional. But I've come to realize that their time is very valuable and they actually deserve to be compensated for this. And a quote which actually got me over the line was by James Clear. And he said, one of the only true shortcuts in life is finding an expert and apprenticing under them. And in my opinion, it's worth spending money on this. Anyway, this mentor encouraged me to put together a strategic three-year plan for the business because we'd, I don't know, after the craziness of COVID, we were just a a bit directionless. I guess it had become so hard to forecast the future over those few years that our default had just become more reactive instead of proactive. And so I start putting this plan together, which is just incredibly time-consuming. It involves a lot of financial modeling. And so I'm doing this while I'm also trying to run the business and do all the normal stuff at the same time. And it was all going okay until we started to get closer to the deadline, which was the end of financial year for us, which is the 30th of June. And I started to feel a lot of pressure because we were, we were juggling this, but we we're also trying to meet our current financial year, uh, the targets that we'd set for the budget. And then we're trying to also put together the budget for the next financial year. And all of these things came together at the same time and just really consumed all of my time. And then I started dropping the ball in other areas of the business, like communication and alignment, and especially with my business partner. And something that I've come to realize is that a big workload is manageable, but when we start to have alignment issues with important people in our life, then things can unravel really quickly. And this isn't just in the workplace, this can mean family members as well. When we disagree with somebody really important in our life, it can become such an energy vampire because we're dealing with human emotions and these things can be really hard to resolve. So I called on someone that I trust and respect a lot to help with this, and they gave me some great advice, which was first get clear on who is primarily responsible for what. In the workplace, this is usually a bit easier than home, but this can be done at home as well if we keep in mind the word primarily. An example of this is both my wife and I are equally responsible for our son, but if we break this into different areas of life, There are some things that she is primarily responsible for, like dealing with his school. And the next piece of advice was do not try and convince each other because trying to convince someone that they are wrong and you are right almost never works because most things aren't black and white and people can have two very different views and opinions and still both be right or both be wrong 
depending on the interpretation or points of view. Instead, it was suggested that we have a thorough discussion about it to properly understand each other's point of view. And then at the end of this, the person who is primarily responsible can make up their mind and say, I've heard you. We understand each other. This is my area of responsibility. Can you support me on this? And going back to the school example between my wife and I, we might have very different opinions about our son's schooling, and I'll share my opinions. But at the end of the day, I need to respect that she is primarily responsible for this and is the decision maker. And if she says this statement that I just mentioned to me, and my answer is no, I cannot support you on this, then this is a much deeper issue and probably needs professional counseling to resolve it. So this advice helps me a lot and helps me to work through these issues with my business partner. But by this stage, I'm just really struggling. I'm overloaded, I'm working long hours, I'm putting out fires caused by spending too much time on financial modeling and neglecting other parts of the business while still trying to finish the three-year plan and everything that goes with it. And for the most part, this is manageable using the techniques that I've covered in previous episodes like cold showers and prioritizing and delegation and elimination, which is the highest form of optimization, blocking out time for deep work and eating the frog, which means doing the hardest thing first when I start my day. But once I start to lose a good night's sleep, this is when things really start to fall apart for me. I call this the doom loop because this is what it feels like. It starts off with sleeping badly one night, which negatively impacts the next day. And then I become stressed about sleeping badly for a second night. And of course, this stress contributes to an even worse night's sleep again. And then this cycle continues and gets worse and worse until I'm only sleeping a few hours per night, which has a terrible impact on my productivity during the day. And also my diet as well, because I start to crave bad food to temporarily make myself feel better. I have a few different techniques to manage this depending on how bad it gets. So step one is I start off sleeping with earplugs just to avoid getting woken up by random noises in the middle of the night, disturbing my sleep. And then I move on to podcasts and audiobooks. But I need to be careful not to listen to things that interest me too much because that interest will keep me awake. So I mostly listen to audio biographies and, and big long things that are drawn out. And then if this doesn't work, then I move to a playlist that I've created in Apple Music called Sleep. And this can just as easily be done on Spotify or something similar. Uh, some good search terms to create this playlist are one hour of... And then it can be either rain, water, fan, white noise, sleep. Most things which include loopable in the title are good too. And usually one of these things does the trick, but I had the realization recently that these methods are distracting my brain from overthinking, which can be helpful, but they aren't really tackling the deeper issue, which is that I actually need to take control of my brain and my thoughts at night instead of just distracting myself. And I realized this after a friend recommended a meditation app called Calm, which I have no association with, and there may be better apps out there than this, I don't know, but I found it really useful. Now, I've tried meditation multiple times over the years using all sorts of different methods, and for some reason, at this stage of my life, I just don't get it. It's just it's not for me. But there's this course on Calm called Mindfulness for Beginners, which has really helped me to take control of my thoughts which after doing it for a few weeks had more of a positive impact than those other distractions that I mentioned before. 
But just to be clear, I'm not meditating during the day, which is helping me at night. At the moment, I'm only listening to the app at night when I need it and using the methods then, which isn't actually what it's intended for, but it seems to be working. And maybe next I'll have another go at doing the meditation during the day. I don't know. We'll see what happens. So if you're going through something similar to this, either overloaded at work or stressed from unalignment with somebody important in your life, and I hope there's at least something in here that you can take away and it can help you. And maybe you're not going through it right now, but it's worth making a mental note about this episode and come back to it when and if you need it. Because these things that we go through sometimes can be truly horrible. And the more support and the more ammunition that we have to tackle it, the better. All right, be well. See you again soon. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then why not share it with a friend and subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss the next one. 